This presentation is from UX Australia 2016, held in Melbourne. For more presentations from this and other conferences, please visit uxaustralia.com.au. Hi, everybody. Our next session this afternoon is a look at a project that went on with the State Library of Victoria. Um, I'll let Chris uh, talk about what a magnificent space that is. Uh, I'm fortunate enough to get to work with Chris day in and day out. Um, and I'm really happy that he's here talking about this at my conference. So that's nice. Um, please join me in welcoming Chris to the stage. I thought the round of applause came after the presentation, but I'm, I'm okay with that. You're making me feel good. Um, hi, everyone. I'm Chris O'Brien. I'm a, a designer at Meld Studios, and... I'd like to share some stories uh, from a project that I was fortunate enough to work on uh, uh, back in 2014, so two years ago now, uh, for the State Library of Victoria. Uh, over the next 20 minutes or so, I'll explain the process we went through um, and share um, the four key lessons that I think the, the project team learned as we went along that journey. Uh, the first one is really um, all about the amazing benefit that comes from working on site with your client and creating a, a mixed design team. The second one is, is what you unlock by taking the time to notice the little things that you see in an environment. The third one... Um, uh, the joy of getting it all up on the wall and sharing it as quickly and as often as you can. And then finally, um, me balancing on a tabletop, um, uh, uh, what we learn about prototyping before we thought we were ready to do it. Um, these all had a, a significant impact on the work that we did for this project. And, and honestly, they continue to, to influence our work as designers today. And hopefully, they might help you with your own work. Okay, so a little intro to the library. For those who don't know it, it's about 10 minutes walk down the road over on Swanson Street. Uh, uh, it's Australia's oldest public library, founded in 1854. Um, it's a reference library rather than a lending library, so you can't go and uh, get Harry Potter there. Um, and uh, I, I believe it's uh, Australia's busiest public library, so it has about 1.8 million visitors coming through the door uh, every year and about 3.4 million uh, visiting the collection online. Um, and the library describes itself as a place for all Victorians uh, to come, discover, create, learn, connect, relax. So the project we did for them, um, it, uh, it spawned from a single line in their strategic plan that said service model review. Um, they confessed that they weren't entirely sure of what that meant, uh, so they invited uh, the team from Meld Studios to help them figure it out. Um, as the library is an enormous building in the middle of Melbourne, it was a requirement for us to work in Melbourne. So, so the team at that point, uh, we were based in Sydney. Uh, with a week's notice, we packed our bags uh, and moved to Melbourne for three months. Um, and it was important to the library that we worked and collaborated with the library staff as well. Um, there were some objectors floating around at the beginning. Um, a lot of them were, were process and systems uh, optimization, things like resolving staff rostering issues and staff tensions, um, uh, looking at, uh, at simplifying uh, customer service needs, reducing costs, driving uh, self-service. Um, but underneath that, there were some, some bigger, thornier issues that the library was, library was grappling with. Um, Dealing with a 
financial model that was shifting um, away from government funding, um, responding to significant demographic changes um, in, in Victoria, um, and trying to grapple with what what even is the role of a library in the modern age where finding information these days is as easy as typing it into Google? What, what role is a, a, a physical collection of millions of books? Um, unofficially, we heard quietly as well um, <clears throat> um, that we needed to do this in an environment um, with a lot of long-term staff who were deeply, deeply suspicious of consultants like us coming in um, and changing things for them. So. Um, the project for us was 12 weeks um, and split <clears throat> roughly into thirds. Uh, an initial understand phase, um, which was all about getting under the skin of the organization, lots of observational research and, and analysis. Then moving on to an exploration phase, um, trying to identify where the main pain points were, um, uh, agreeing opportunities, um, generating concepts collaboratively, and then trying to test them. Uh, and then finally, an articulation phase of bringing it all together, refining the concepts, and trying to tell the story of, of the future library as a coherent whole, and socializing that with the team. Um, the team that we formed to do the work um, here, chasing after a, a Melbourne tram, was um, uh, myself and Dom from Meld Studios, supported by that man over there, Steve. Hi, Steve. Um, and then working uh, with Ben and Bridie from the library, uh, uh, supported by Justine, their colleague. Now, Ben and Bridie uh, were not designers, had never worked in design before, and were curious to see what would happen. Um, the experience uh, for us of working with them was, was quite something. Um, working with these guys on, uh, uh, on a daily basis for over the course of the three months, um, they unlocked doors for us. Physically, they, they showed us around the library, but also metaphorically. Um, uh, they welcomed us into the library and started to combat uh, that concern that the library had of consultants coming in to do consulting things um, by making us part of the team and kind of hiding us within the library. Um, they were, um, it was like having a, a permanent stakeholder interview on tap. At any point, if there was anything we didn't understand, um, we could just go straight to them. Um, uh, and they helped connect us to senior executives as well to get that senior buy-in. So our first big lesson of the project, really, which was all about the enormous benefit that comes from working on site and working in an incredibly collaborative way, um, blending a team, not just being uh, design experts working with a bunch of clients, but actually all forming a, a design team together. Um, and... and avoiding the path of least resistance, which for Dom and I would have been to do the big design work um, and just ask Ben and Bridie to go and fetch our coffee in the morning. But instead, instead we tried to treat them as designers. Um, we made them sketch. And everything that we did, we did together in the hope that not only would it build their capabilities, but also they'd have ownership after we'd left. Um, so with a great team in place, we started a process of, of research. Um, this was about three weeks of research, the normal kind of stakeholder and staff interviews, but the majority of it was observational research. I think we spent around 300 hours over the course of a couple of weeks um, uh, lurking around the library, sitting quietly in every possible place, um, observing what was going on, looking at the ebb and flow in the building, watching customers, watching staff, um, uh, 
identifying the services that seemed to be going on there and asking what people were doing and why. Um, and really critically, making sure that we were there um, from the moment the doors opened through to the moment they closed, from Monday to Friday, across the weekends, um, to try and understand the natural rhythm of the place, the flow of customers through it, and how their service needs changed. An example of, of the impact of this, um, up here, people sitting in um, what's almost certainly the least comfortable place in the library, um, a nasty cold hall um, just off the, the edge of the main entrance hall. Um, I ignored them for the first few days in the library, too busy to see them, but after a while started to no notice them. And we started to talk to each other and say, have you seen those people sitting on the floor? That looks like a rubbish place to be. Um, eventually, we plucked up the courage just to go over, introduce ourselves, and ask them what they were doing. And what we learned is that they were there to, to use power, charge their phones, um, use Wi-Fi, get out of the, the shitty Melbourne weather. Um, sorry for Melbourne people. Um, um, and all of these things weren't things that were even obviously services and certainly not things that the library was placing a really high value on. Um, looking at that and trying to understand, well, why were people in this lousy position to use those valuable services to them? Um, we realized that um, there was seriously overzealous security just around the corner. Um, the kind of security who wouldn't let anyone in with anything much more than a handbag. Um, so most people would duck in in lunchtime, think, I'd have to put my bag in a locker, so you know what? Forget about it. I'll just sit on the cold floor. Um, that unlocked a, a cascading series of insights for us. We asked ourselves, well, what's the role of security? And what about if it wasn't there? Or what if it was deeper into the library? What would happen? Maybe we should have a, a working zone on the ground floor and move the collection upstairs. Um, we started sketching really, really poor diagrams. But everything that we did there led us ultimately to, to the final future state vision. So that one little curiosity um, drove the entire design. So Lesson number two for us, take the time to notice the small things. They're really important. It's worth the time to take the look. And often, um, the really important things won't reveal themselves at first glance. Um, they do take time. Um, and look for the little hacks and workarounds that customers, that staff seem to be creating um, to, to navigate through the environment. It probably means there's a problem in the service that you're delivering, um, and your customers and staff are having to, having to fix it themselves. Um, and as we discovered, um, even though for me it was a little terrifying at first, don't be afraid to just go up and ask what's going on. A smile gets you a long way. Um, so end of research, lots and lots of insights and observations that we needed to start making sense of. Um, the process for us with our, our team, um, sitting in our project room and going through rapid cycles of storytelling to each other. Hey, Ben, I saw this yesterday. Did you see that? Yeah, what about that? And as we did it, we were all sitting there with, uh, with notepad and paper and trying to sketch the stories that we saw. Um, I think these are non-designer Ben sketches here. And um, he'll admit he's not the best sketcher in the world, but you know what? They do the job. Um, Across this, we tracked about 40 unique services uh, in the library, some of which I don't think the library even knew uh, existed. Um, we then started the process of trying to cluster them, look for themes, um, and ultimately anchor, to the, anchor them to where we saw them in the library. Um, these we then started to document into some quite low-fidelity current state maps. We created... Come on, slide. Um, we created four of these. Each of them were probably about three meters long or so on. Um, 
to represent what we'd seen and give us a, a tool to share with the organization. Um, the reason we ended up with four rather than one giant one, with 40 different services, as we, as we picked them apart, um, we realized there were some, some themes emerging. So four maps. The first one, services um, uh, that derive from uh, people interacting with the physical space. The sort, of, the sort of things that you might not even consider as services. Um, the library as a place of refuge, just somewhere to come and take a comfy seat. Through to toilets, um, through to water fountains, through to the lawn out the front. The next um, was about information access, the core of the library, people coming with questions and need to, needing to get them answered, accessing the collection predominantly. Uh, the third was about people who are coming to get stuff done. Um, we did briefly think, do we need a clever title for that? But hey, it does what it says on the tin. We saw a lot of people who come to the library um, to study, to work, to tutor each other. Um, and then finally, a, a set of services that seem to be all about the library engaging with the community and the community engaging with the library. Um, as quickly as we possibly could, the moment these were ready or before they were ready, we started putting them up on the walls um, in the library and staff areas. We were looking for high traffic areas where they'd be noticed. Um, we put them up, we walked away, we let people engage with them in their own time. Um, we invited people to try and find their own stories in the maps. And as they did, as they found their little corner of the library and, and the challenges and frustrations they were personally facing, um, it validated the research in their mind. If we captured their problems, then maybe it was worth looking at across the entire journey to see what everyone else's problems were um, um, and, and help us build depth to it. We took these into a more formal workshop context and with staff um, identified the key points of tension, um, the opportunities for change, um, and prioritizing this to understand where we should uh, point ourselves. Um, this was all really about building a collective understanding with 60 or 70 of the library staff of what the library was. It was a complicated ecosystem with overlapping and conflicting services. And we used this to trigger a process of concept generation. So the third lesson for us was about getting it up on the wall publicly as quickly as you can. Really critically, um, tell personal stories in these things. Um, these are not abstract stories of, of systems and processes and users. These are real customers, real staff members doing real things in a real space. Um, so rather than something abstract, just tell simple personal human stories that everyone understands, can engage with, can find themselves in. Um, the whole point is to invite feedback, so make it something that people can, can engage with. And um, much as, as Ben enjoyed discovering, um, sketch constantly, visualize, get it all out there, um, and just keep on sharing it. Um, so those, those current state maps led us into a process of concept generation. Um, Armed with a, a, a more of a common understanding of the key issues from library staff, um, we then uh, used the research to drive uh, three half-day concept generation workshops, um, rapid cycles of uh, idea generation, swapping be between people. As, as Steve said earlier, trying to fight that desire for people to hang on to their own ideas by not allowing anyone to have their own ideas, um, get people from across the library working together. That produced 50, 60, 70 unique concepts that we took back to our room, hung on the wall, um, and tried to figure out what we do next. Um, we had to refine them. Um, 
uh, we weren't really sure how they all fitted together at that stage. And we knew um, that uh, we probably needed to try and test these things as well. Um, we'd committed ourselves to prototyping. Um, we weren't entirely sure how to do that, and we only had two days to figure it out. Um, Dom and I, I think, in a moment of weakness, thinking, how do we do this? Do we build out of Lego? What are we doing? My God, we're frauds. We went and took a walk around the library just to clear our heads. And as we did that, we, we were just naturally saying, yeah, so that concept, you'd put it there. And um, we started to realize, a little light bulb came on above both of our heads. Um, we can probably use the library itself as a prototype. Why don't we just try and dress the thing and turn it into a new library? Um, so, somewhat suicidally, we decided that's what we'd do. Um, we put an invitation out to staff to say, over three consecutive mornings for an hour before the library opens its doors, we invite you in, um, come, we'll assign you a task, and then set you free um, and see what the new model of the library feels like. Um, I think the best way to bring this to life is um, share a little video we have of the process. Uh, hopefully that gives you a, a flavor of what we did. Um, honestly, that was just about one of the most terrifying things I've, I've ever done, um, even more terrifying than this. Um, uh, but we learned so much through the process. Um, what we have up here, um, after each morning, we invited the people who participated to come and drop into a lunchtime session, give us their feedback. Um, and the amazing thing we saw in, in these discussions was... Uh, we seem to have shifted staff from grumpily folding their arms and saying, that's an awful idea, do not do that, to something uh, that resembled much more constructive criticism. It wasn't, that's a bad idea, don't do it. It was more like, well, you could do that, but it'd be quite difficult. Um, and that was a really important place to get to with them. Um, so our fourth lesson, um, prototype things before you think you're ready to do it. Um, I tended to previously think of prototyping as, as a way to test things, but actually it's an incredibly valuable tool for designing things as well. As you construct a prototype and string it all together, you start to understand what you have. Um, don't try and figure it all out. Just get on and do it. Um, set yourself an impossible deadline or ask your boss to set yourself an impossible deadline and then go and do it. Um, be brave. Um, I didn't think I was very brave, but apparently I am. Um, and welcome the skeptics. Invite feedback. You want to hear what's wrong with it. That's the whole point. Um, so the final stage for us, having done all of that, was then trying to consolidate everything that we'd learned and create some... Uh, sort of consistent vision for the, the future service model of the library. Um, so we created a four-meter-long uh, service map that I did bring with me. So over the next uh, day, if anyone wants to see it, come and get me. Um, uh, it mapped 40 unique concepts, uh, situated them in the library. Um, a, a fundamental part of it was demonstrating a rezoning of the library that, that addressed the tensions inherent in shoving them all together in the same space um, and focused the customer and staff on the key services. Um, and importantly, down on the bottom left of it, included a set of design principles that no matter what happened as the library put it, uh, implemented it all, um, as long as they stayed true to these design principles, then the vision that we all agreed to should have a life. So to wrap up, um, it has been two years. It's almost exactly two years since we hung that map up on the wall and um, high-fived as we left the building. Um, uh, 
so what's changed? Um, I was fortunate enough yesterday to go and have a walk around the library uh, with, with Ben and Bridie, um, and it's amazing to see what's changed. Um, firstly, uh, amazing result, the library secured over $18 million worth of funding um, to develop a, a master plan for effectively the complete redesign of the library, um, and that's on track to start appearing uh, by 2020. Um, it involves a radical rethink of the library um, that's shockingly really true to the vision that we all collectively set out. Um, and we've also seen, um, yesterday saw amazing incremental staff, uh, incremental changes from staff, um, where with not much money, staff have just come in and said, you know what, that's busted. We all said we should change it, and people are starting to do it. Um, signage is changing. Uh, they have a new children's area. Um, they've, they've reinvented the way people book computers and resolved all sorts of tensions. Um, running out of time. Um, the impact on the staff, I think this is almost the most exciting thing that we saw. Um, a lot of the staff that we worked with, it was really their first chance to work with each other and connect. And the relationships that were forged during our project seem to be continuing. Um, staff have become much more comfortable in workshopping ideas. And they're now really willing to test ideas in a lo-fi way. Um, yesterday, I saw this, this slightly badly uh, printed sign saying, ask a librarian. Um, as I understand, they just put up that up there two days ago to say, well, we need a sign. We'll just make one and see how it goes. If it works, it'll be replaced by something beautiful. But why spend the money now on expensive people like us? Um, and for the team that we worked with, um, these guys opened doors for us in a really beautiful way. But I think what's, what's fantastic to hear is the work open doors for them as well. Um, it gave them visibility of the whole organization, and it made them visible to the whole organization. Um, it raised their profile, and a really beautiful thing we've learned is that um, ben, Bridie, Justine have all had significant promotions. They're all in leadership positions and continue to be involved in shaping the library. Um, and that happened. Um, last, last year, we were... Um, we were lucky enough uh, to be recognized in the Good Design Awards, which was incredibly humbling, a little scary, but really rather lovely. Um, so thank you. Um. We hope you enjoyed this presentation from UX Australia 2016. For more presentations from this and other conferences, please visit uxaustralia.com.au.